0: All right. Welcome, all my lovely viewers, to episode number 47 of Stories That Impact. Wow, I have touched 47 episodes. I'm so happy about it. And thank you to all the guests. And today, my lovely guest is none other than my good friend, my mentor, Mehul Gaglani. Hi, Mehul. How are you? I'm
1: doing good, Amit. Thank you so much for having me on your show.
0: Thank you very much for coming on to the show and blessing me with uh, your wisdom. So before I hand over to Mehul, you know, a person who was born in a Chol in Bangalore in India, that's a little Southern part of India, bad at studies, like me, love finance, become a CA, and he moved to Dubai. He's in Dubai, by the way, right now. He left his job worth 50 lakhs. That is five million, whatever the U- Dubai currency is, and started his own business. He made lots and lots of millions of dollars there, and you know traveled several countries, lived the dream life, had a fantastic, not just one, more than one cars, home everything that one person, a human can desire. Few bad decisions. I would say very bad decisions, and he was broke. So the show name is Krorpati to Roarpati. So for the people who do not understand that, those specific Indian Hindi words, it is basically from going to, you know, we always know from rags to riches, he's the one who went from riches to rags. <laughs> okay, of course, that's, that's the back end. But what happened because of that is that he went into mental depression. Uh, financial breakdown you know emotional turmoil and physical imbalance of course that's going to be one of the aspects that happened now moving from that part to where he is today back on his feet helping thousands millions of people and uh, you know a part of a fantastic community called as passionpreneur dave gadvi and uh, with that I want to ask, before I give it to Meul, I just want to ask Meul, share the fact. Let's let's go back, very back. And I'm sorry if I dig in a bit of graves there. But I want to know that, you know, you said you're born in Chol, you're bad at studies. I want to know how did you ended up being a CA? Because I understand that, you know, to be a CA, which is called as Chartered Accountant, by the way, it's a very prestigious Uh, I don't know, should I mention it, a degree or uh, education level uh, for finance background? So I want to really know that. How did you do that?
1: You know what? I think the story of me being a CA is absolutely coincidental and accidental at the same time. So now, like I keep saying, people, I was very bright in studies. Ladies and gentlemen, I was very bright. We had 60 in the class. I would always be on the top from the bottom with the 45th and 60th rank, right? and uh, till date when i meet my school friends they are like you're a ca how right now let me tell let me tell you how it happened Uh, when i was in my college a great college in bangalore called jain college um, i did my first pu i did my second PU that's 11th and 12th when it came to graduation i didn't know what to do and all my friends were doing ca right and my then girlfriend who's my wife today she also was doing ca right so i said everyone's doing ca I don't know either I'll get through this also or let me also do it. And frankly speaking, I did not have the money for the MBAs or any of those things. And I said, Kuch nahi toh, let me go and get some experience. Hai. And that's how the journey started. But as I got into it, I don't know what happened. I studied. I did not work hard as the others. I would, I would as well play a lot and work a lot, study a lot too. But I got through and that's when I started realizing that I love the concept of money. I love the concept of understanding how money worked and how businesses worked. Right. So that got me to a very strong uh, career going ahead in my corporate life.
0: Wow, that's that's interesting, you know. So you actually are a person who can actually share to the world that, you know, sometimes you do not have to, you need to love the thing that you do, whether it's being, uh, you know, getting into the most, how should I, I'm just thinking of the word, most difficult exams that is there in India. And still, you know, being from the bad student to the best and clearing it off. So how how did, how did you feel once you've done your CA? You know,
1: honestly speaking, uh, today when I look back, if I were to write the exam again, I have my own questions about getting it through. But probably why I got through then is I was not concerned about the result. I loved what I did and I kept doing it. And I still remember when we used to go for the exams. Everyone would be reading till the last minute. I would be a guy who would go and psych out others. I said, did you read this? Did you read this? And my friends hated me for that. But I would take the exam with a very cool approach that I know this stuff. I have done this. And CA in a lot of ways is very practical to the ground. Unlike many other courses, it's very practical to the ground. Even the exam papers, you do a lot which you actually do in work. And because of those days you used to have articleship. it connected a lot. So I think the one thing uh, i have realized and i think others also should also do is if you feel something's right go with it don't bother whether it's difficult whether others have succeeded what is the percentage it's all up to you with it at the end of the day
0: wow that's that's so so nicely put if you like something go with it and i'm pretty sure that if you like something you're going to do the best for it so i agree with you on that front so let's let's move one step further so now you're a ca now you're in india bangalore how did you land in dubai
1: so i used to work uh, with Ernst and young and the work pressures were amazing yes a great place to learn but the pressures were a lot and one fine day i got this opportunity of getting a job in dubai and i said why not give it a shot right i flew down to dubai because i had earlier interacted with a few of those people back in india and i connected them and i joined a company called Panelco foster here it was an amazing three years of experience. One of the best jobs I've ever had. Unbelievable colleagues. It was more like a family working together. But you know, sometimes when um, when you're so together, you always feel, is there a scope to grow more? And that is when the network marketing industry caught on to me. And that is when my journey of true sense of going out on my own started. Right. That was the time when I was about 29 years old. And someone came and drew some circles on a paper and said, this is how you get financial freedom. And I'm sure everyone today, I think, in life looks at financial freedom. Everyone wants financial freedom. I want to be free and all that. So I was exactly like that. And I said, I want to be financially free. And that's how my networking journey happened.
0: Right? Wow. 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 So, uh, So you came down to Dubai. And so you left your job and you started your networking?
1: No, no, no. So I was in my job when I got onto networking. I was in my job. Someone in my office explained this to me. I got a kick out of it and I attended. The one good thing about network marketing is you learn a lot. Okay. You get trained a lot. You learn from a lot of good people. So I went and I fell in love with the industry. I realized here you earn a lot of money and you help a lot of people at the same time. And 2009, December 31st, I left my job and I went full time into network marketing. Right. And then the journey began. Then the true journey of a lot of work, a lot of fun, a lot of learning, a lot of lot of travel. I was I was actually uh, going through my passport yesterday for some income tax purposes back in India. And I realized that over the last 10 years, I have traveled for 170 days average a year. I've been on the move. Right? It's some or the other place, either in India, outside India, it's been crazy.
0: Wow. Wow. That, that's a lot of a trouble. So tell me, I mean, I just, I'm, I'm curious because I, I do not know. I've heard the network marketing a lot, but I don't know. And maybe many of my guests won't know about that as well. So could you share what exactly that is?
1: So network marketing is basically creating a distribution channel for a company that has its products and services. And instead of going through the regular media of the ads and the television ads or all the Facebook ads, you actually recruit people who go out and sell the products. And then you create a network of consumers. And whatever the consumers buy, you get a certain percentage of it. That's as simple as network marketing is. Yeah, that, right?
0: that's actually the. Sorry, no, yeah. no, I was just going to say that's the simplest definition I've ever heard. And but, easy to re- remember that's the yeah, That's point.
1: what it is. It's just about you are a middleman helping others. It's like a company, you got people, you connect them and you earn your income. That's about it. as simple as that.
0: Wow, Wow. so so I, I know that you know you did phenomenally well right in network marketing. So how was your life back then? you know of course you had a hectic schedule, but how was the overall life? And life
1: was actually beautiful so when i started networking as a journey a lot of learning a lot of things a lot of amazing people i met amazing people who are very good in corporate life who are very good even here in networking and as as my journey went on i think my sixth or seventh year i bought my mercedes me my wife my son we were here it was amazing life you know you could i could travel i did not have to look at my bank account i was flying business back in india every every alternate week i used to fly to india and it was business and it made a lot of sense yes one correction here i have not crores but not millions of dollars yet okay that's still journey to happen but yes that when that money used to come it was a lot of fulfillment and i think it was just about 2016 17 when my peak started Rather, my peak was ending and my downfall started at the same time. So that is when the Pati started going to the Pati.
0: <laughs> so, so between 2009, when you left your job until 2015, you're like phenomenally well, doing fantastic. And then, do you recall, I'm sure you might, but what was that breaking point? What was that time when it was like this? You know, this is the height and your fall started off. What was that when point? It,
1: when i lost the context of what i was doing now when i see it i know it because at that point in time i did not realize so in networking you follow people right you usually have someone whom you are following and you end up building a business for yourself in their guidance right so till 2015 16 it was all going fine all was good and 2016 end uh, i took a decision along with my wife that okay i'll start living in india and building india as a business of mine And I think I did not realize the context then. And uh, I I will connect this later on again. And I came to India and I started building my business. Yes, there was in and out travel. I was traveling across India and multiple cities. But I forgot the context of why I was here. I was here for a certain time to build it and then to go back. But somewhere I made India home. Instead of remembering that my wife and son were back in Dubai. And because of that, I got into the super comfort zone of allowing things to happen than riding the wave. I just let the water move me out. And that exactly happened. From a place where I was doing very well. My wife also was not in a job where we got to a place where we needed a job to sustain. Where we got to a place where I I think 2017, 18 and 19, it deteriorated the most. Where there were times in 19 when I was not earning money. Okay. And I was thinking, why am I living this FAF life? So I I went into a five to six month. I went into my own hole. So on the surface, I would show everything is fine. Because you got a team and you got to show people and everything is fine. But within, I was actually devastated. I was wondering what is happening to me. I was wondering what happened to the bank balance. It's gone to zero. And now I'm going negative. I got into a hundred thousand dirham debt right that's roughly about 20-25 lakhs of debt which I have not seen for 20-25 years I have never seen debt I got into a debt I got to a place where in uh, beginning of 2020 I had to sell my car to pay my rent check and my son's school fees right and so that got to a place where it was a lot of realization and I made blunders that's, I absolutely accepted I made blunders you know karma bites back it bit me back And uh, all the networking has this concept where you make someone an idol. So I had made people an idol. People had made me their idol. And that image when it got broken in 2019 December, where I was emotionally devastated because things between me and my wife were not working well. Okay, got, got totally emotionally devastated. Financially I was broke. Physically unfit, spiritually lost and mentally honestly very unstable. At that point in time, I, I mean, if someone goes back and sees my social profile, I had long beards, and I was—I I was lost. I was not doing—I was not stable here. Right? And I thank Passionpreneurs and I thank Dave Gudwe because the one same decision I did, although I was broke, I paid a good hefty sum of money, and I joined uh, Passionpreneurs as a mentoring program. And why did I do it? Because somewhere I realized that what network marketing had made was do this to me. I was not going beyond this. I thought this is it It is the world. There's nothing beyond this. And when I met Dave, something clicked in. I had no money. I was broke. I actually broke my insurance policies and paid the fees for it. And it it ran in lakhs, right? Indian rupees. I broke my insurance policies because I said, you know what? Anyways, there's nothing left. If I can't do it, then it's no use. So as well, give it all. And I got in. And I performed well the first three months. I started doing my stuff. But when the roadblock hit. Between me and my wife in our relationship. Oh that. That was a time that I got. Completely crumbled from inside. I couldn't do anything. I was numb. I think I remember the first three weeks of January 2020. I was numb. I was still doing my networking business. I was still traveling from Dubai to Oman. And I was still helping my Omani nationals over there. To build the team. But internally. I was out. I was absolutely out, right? And that is the time when, you know, I think that is the time that changed my conviction from running for money, earning for money to actually understanding myself. That was the first time I said, you know what? Chuck all this, man. All the friends, you know, in in networking, as I said, people make you an idol. All the people who were idolizing me were now talking crap about me on my back, were not willing to talk to me. The people who swore day by saying, you know what, I'll give my life for you, were not willing to pick my call. And I just realized at that time, how fragile people are, how fragile I was. Right. And then I said, okay, fine. So if, if there's nothing and it's only me, what can I do? I said, let me work on myself. And you know, and that's when I said, if the universe is doing this to me, this is for a good reason sometimes in life i think you want to make yourself believe something and i did that to myself because i was so unstable i was always thinking and contemplating why am i living i was contemplating why am i why am i even existing people are talking such bad stuff about me i'm broke in every fashion manner that you can think of why should i live and that's when this you know you hear these logical statements we hear quotes right and we keep listening to quotes every single day this one quote that time came to my hand that if it's happening to you it is happening for you it is not happening to you and i said nothing let me take this and put this in within myself i just started following that quote and i came to a place that march uh, 2020 i flew down to india and how the universe works and when i believe that universe is doing it for me i will blindly follow the steps of how universe shows me stuff i will not question it I will let myself flow in the hands of universe because right now i am not capable of handling myself so one thing i realized is when i was not capable i let it go and let the universe guide me and universe told me fly to india in march we had a session of passion for two days a physical session and i flew amongst the covid hype amongst people saying don't fly to india this will happen that will happen in my head i was like There's nothing left for me. So no big deal. Let me go. Anyways, credit cards are getting swiped. So let me swipe once more and go. And I'm in my 100,000 debt. I'm still in my 100,000 debt. Okay. I flew to India. March 15th, 16th was the two-day event in Pune. And from there, I flew down to Bangalore to meet my dad on 18th, who was ailing then very badly with Parkinson's. I flew down there. I spent a couple of days. And then we got the message that the lockdown has started. Right? So I was supposed to fly back in March into Dubai. And I think the universe played so well. Because I was not with my dad for 15 years. From 2007 from the time I came here. My goal always was to give my dad and mom a great life. Me and my brother were able to give them a good long vacation in Europe in 2014 too. But I could never serve my dad. When I went there, he was ailing. And I thank God that I was there along with my brother. Because my dad left the universe on August 2nd last year and I was fortunate that his last four months when he was bedridden I was there with my brother to serve him and that just made my grounding so firm that if the universe does something it is for me and it is not to me. So even if it's bad it's something for my betterment because if it was not for me flying then if me and my wife had not had an issue I would have not flown. Because Corona, she wouldn't have allowed me to fly. I would have not flown. If I had not flown, I wouldn't have seen my dad in the last four months. So I think it fell well. And while my dad passed away, he got me and my wife united. He did not know what was happening. But he spoke something to her generally. And then my wife and me started talking. And it took me three months to build that relationship back, what we had lost for which we had worked for 25 years of our life from college days. And then things started changing. And that is the first time in my life I just told myself, enough. Now stop thinking about what I want in terms of monetary goal. I created my own mental framework. I said, I want to learn, work, play. As simple as that. I just want to learn, work, play, learn, work, play. 40% learn, 40% work, 20% play. And that was the time I started saying, where can I work? And then I got an opportunity to work with Dave as a commenter. And then Dave told I wanted to be a part of Working in a job again with me, which I quit for ten years. I'd not done jobs. I didn't know how to say yes or no. So, and that's how the journey changed. So that's how from the Karol to the road party happened.
0: Wow, wow! I mean, what, what a! Uh, I'm lost of words in a many ways because, you know, from a point of, you know, having car Mercedes, for example, it's it's a fantastic car. And, you know, from point of earning uh, loads and loads of money and not worrying about bank balances, enjoying traveling in business classes, it's like a dream life, right? Because uh, one of the things everyone has is travel in business classes all the while, right? You just see what's behind the curtain. That's all, like, that's what my thing is so far. So from there, you know, getting broke, And of course, going through the, it's not about the broke part, you know, I understand that money is something that goes and comes back. But what I understand is that the relationship with your spouse is something that got shattered uh, because of many, many reasons, you know, and uh, that's one of the things that, you know, how we take care of uh, our relationships, whether in good or bad times from there. To going to India during COVID times, so I I remember because I landed on 18th of March from Sweden, and I you know lockdown happened, and that's precisely one of my reasons how I jo- joined Dave <laughs> because of lockdown, and but from there, most importantly, you know going back to your uh, home, taking care of your father, especially during those last four months, you didn't knew, no one knew, but somebody knew up there. And they made sure to send you at the right time, at the right place to make sure that you do not have any further guilt factor later on. And you also serve him, get the blessings and, you know, things work out to be very fine. But I, I completely understand. It's like like Steve Jobs had mentioned once that you can only connect the dots backward. And that's where you realize that, you know, your life has not been a shit. It is just that it was planned in certain manner. Uh, but... But that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's a lot. So I I know, I know you, you had your share of struggle, right? Now your wife had her share of struggle because most of the time we always see the one side of the area, right? We don't see the other side, which is our spouse or children uh, or our family, whoever is there at that moment. How, how did she cope up during your, those tragic days?
1: I'll tell you what. I owe a lot to my wife because um, she's a very, very, very strong person. You know, when we started, she when we started uh, together from college days, and uh, she's been an absolute go-getter. She's someone who always believes in climbing the corporate ladder and making it there. And then when networking came, when I decided to take the plunge of leaving my job, the love was so much that she said, "You know what, Mehul, If you're doing it to support you, I'm going to quit my job." So that we can be together. So we used to travel together to Bombay. We used to stay together. And that is where now I I lost that. I lost the importance of giving value to her. Understanding that it was without her. That wouldn't have been possible. right? And somewhere instead of making it our success. I ended up making it my success. And that was one of the biggest blunders I did. Not understanding, not appreciating her. And the one thing I owe to her is while all this was happening while i was going through my uh no melancholy mental physical depression all in india she decided to wear the pants in the house right i i acknowledge her because at that point in time if she did not take up a job we would have gone down and deep she said no i've got a son i'm gonna take care of him I'm going to take up a job it doesn't matter after 10 years of break it doesn't matter what salary i get but i will create my position again and i think i'm sorry i'm getting over i i think she uh is amazing because she took that stand she took that stand she said you know it's okay if mehul is going through this and the worst part i'd never communicated with her that i was going through this so she in her mind was thinking that i don't know what the hell he's doing there because i know if she knew i was emotionally down she would have probably flown down and sat down with me right but she just said you know what it's okay he's doing his stuff there let me do my stuff so she used to do the business and she used to do the job and she used to take care of my son single-handedly in dubai right so i owe her all of that my first five years of my son i am not been there i'm not even seeing him grow and i regret it but i just realized that there's no point regretting any more about it now it's all about looking in future so when we patched up when things got better last august we now we stay together as a family things have changed the 100000 debt has gone now the bank balance is positive she and me are doing well we we laid down our own rules in our marriage right when i say rules i wouldn't say rules we laid down our own consensus of multiple things of what was not going well we actually aligned ourselves together right so Yes, she is an absolute rock star. Today, she's doing very well in corporate, right? She's heading a a big company here in Dubai as the finance head. So if it was not for her and the pain she went through, I can't even describe it. And and just imagine, I was there alone. She had to face my son, put on a smile, do the work and ensure things happen. Right? So I I over a lot. I over a lot
0: wow wow no i i you know a lot of your part reminds me of my story because like my wife is also my high school girlfriend and so on but i truly believe in one thing you know it doesn't uh, matter what people generally say is that females are they're like the rock stars you know they're like so strong than any male counterpart in general it's just that they people underestimate them most of the time and you, you're rightly correct that you know sometimes we just don't, you know, we we value the person once the once the person is a bit away from us or the person is upset till that that time, you know, when when you don't value them at the right moment, you know, it it just crumbles across.
1: Absolutely, so, agree.
0: absolutely. Agree. Yeah, and and I hats off to her again uh, that you know because that was my point, you know, because she. Being in Dubai and now alone, she has to take care of the work. She has to take care of, uh, you know, son. And I know uh, because we understand how children are when they're in their very young ages. And, uh, you know, and plus you being alone and you see, irrespective of whether you tell her or not, you know, being a, she, she she, knows you pretty well. I can say that. And when you are not in your best of your Forget appearance. In the way you even speak, she would know in the back end that you know my husband is in distress, and I'm pretty sure what happens is that they feel distressed as well. You know, much more. And uh, so that's the uh, that's oh, the reason I asked. You know, how how did she manage? Because you know, we we heard from your end, but I I but yeah, hats hats off to that. Sure. Now now it's good. what things are going fantastic. It will go wonderful forward as well. And, uh, the next question I have is that, so now you are, so that's all your story, right? Uh, now it's 2021 and it's almost half year done. Now, what are you doing? So you're with Dave gadwi uh, uni- universe, I should say, and yep. part of passion and then many things that's going on in the Dave gadwi universe. Right? So what do you do? And, uh, what are your aspirations now? I mean, how do you see yourself, uh, you know, helping the world and you know helping them to, from your lessons.
1: So one thing, when I say in hindsight now again, remember I told you I'm going to connect later on what happened. When I got in with Dave and I started realizing, I started understanding one thing that he always spoke of one sort one concept called value. What is your value? What is your value? When I was in nine months in the mentoring, I I was like, I don't know, I should just write something and tell this is my value. But over the last few months working closely with him, I realized that actually we are made of what we tell ourselves as our value is. When I actually sat down introspect and wrote down my values, I realized family was my first value. And that is when I understood very clearly. Then I went through my networking journey in my head and realized I am not someone who's going to practically take that ownership of being an entrepreneur. But I know if I know someone that this person is going to make it happen and I believe that this person will, I can be an amazing person with him to get to that place. I can imbibe and I can integrate a lot of things for that person. And as I worked with Dev, I realized that his vision of impacting a billion lives is absolutely on. He clearly believes in that. He wants that. Money is not a priority. His priority is impacting lives and that resonated a lot to me right and that is when when I started working with him money did not matter I told they, whatever you pay me it doesn't matter to me till I can survive I'm very happy with that but I want to be an enabler so that I can get you to impact so currently if you ask me Amit my vision is actually to create that impact along with Dave. okay so I am not seeing beyond like five years. I'm not seeing that 10 year, 20 year. No, I'm not seeing that. I'm seeing while I'm with Dev. I want to create this value for people. I want to impact them. And personally, I want to grow. So the point is, there's a lot of turmoil that I've gone through. Now, emotionally, yes, stability has come back. Financially, freedom is not there. But financial independence has come back. Okay. I don't have to, again, think of spending money. Okay. My mental strength has gone a lot. But what I'm right now I'm working is my spirituality and my physical stuff. I'm like 121 kilos. OK, I have just got onto this concept that if I don't do this now, I'm never going to do it. Right? I'm 42 years young. So I want to ensure that by the time I'm 45 years young, I am back to the shape I was about five, six years ago with 75 kilos of weight, fit, able to run a 10 kilometer run, which today I walk 25 steps. And I'm like huffing and puffing. Right? So wh- one thing that's very clear is I'm working on my physical, uh, on my own body. And second, I want to connect myself to who I am, what I want to be. So I'm still working on that. But I'm glad that I'm able to work with Dave and add value to people, which at the end of the day gives a lot of satisfaction. When someone comes and says, Dev, that, no, thank you so much, Dave. I know 1% of that comes to me indirectly. So I'm absolutely happy about that. And that's what matters to me today.
0: Absolutely. No, no, that that is true. And uh, so our age also is almost the same. I'm I'm just 43 (laughs) and, uh, but yeah, that's a lot of weight, by the way, (laughs) I'm sure you're going to come down as well. So, but the point is very nice when you said that, you know, see, not everyone has to be an entrepreneur in a way, right? Because you always have, this is an age old concept that you always share a vision, right? And you work towards that shared vision. And eventually the whole purpose, most of all the entrepreneurs is always that, you know, how to make human's life better on this planet, you know? So that's, that's like the biggest vision that everyone attains to. So that's pretty interesting. So now you're with Dave and, uh, and I'm pretty sure like I'm working with him. We all are part of that universe, but now from your perspective. Okay. So You're in Dubai right now. And uh, so, sorry, I just forgot my next question, actually. (laughs) Sorry about that. Yeah. So I was going to ask that, you know, uh, how are you taking care of your, like, what are the mental spirituality, right? Because you told very correct things, the value, like my first value is family or time, basically, because one thing I'm really craving is the freedom freedom of time you understand right uh, specifically 9 to 5 guys it's <laughs> yeah. very challenging so that's one of the things so what do you do when you say uh, you know to be more spiritual because i want my listeners to understand that because they feel that you know you have to put a robe and you know start probably wandering out
1: <laughs> okay so i think the first thing for me spirituality is about me being in myself all the time me being me all the time not bringing up a facade and wanting to know where I want to go right so the first thing that I do is I have a daily workout daily plan for what I'm gonna do the one thing that I used to never have was I used to let the day go the way it is like today in the morning my son's on vacations today in the morning I sat down we do this every day me and my son okay what do we want to do together we want to do we want to play monopoly together we want to go for a walkout together we want to read a book together so there would be things and I would fit that and I would ensure that along with that I fit in my learning okay like I'm right now learning uh, uh, this wonderful thing called life book from John and Missy Bucha on Mind Valley right it's an amazing thing that I'm learning so I spend time on my learning bit because for me spirituality is more about learning about myself so I look out and go and learn from people. Only those who've actually done what they are saying. Right? So for me from spiritual point of view. If you ask me. I read a lot. I learn a lot. And I sit down and talk to myself a lot. I ask questions a lot to myself. And not necessarily I get the answers. Most of the times I don't get the answers. But I think I'm at a very naive stage of spirituality. I don't even know how the big thing is. I'm like the beginner. You know the start line. And I'm hoping that next year or a year after that, I connect more with this concept of what I want to be, right? So one thing that I I would love to tell your listeners is don't get caught up in the rut. If you plan your day, you can do everything. There is nothing like I don't have time and I can't do it. If you plan your day, you can do everything. You just need to plan. And the most important thing, like, like we say, right, we always learn, we work, we play. Most of the people I have realized, which I used to do, The focus would be only work. The learn would not happen. The play would not happen. When the focus is only work, there is no input and there is no result. Like work is the output of everything that we've learned, which is the input. But if you have an input and you have the output, there needs to be a result. And that result is play. That result is your family time. That result is your travel. That result is you sitting down and having that happiness. And so for me, it's very essential that all three layers happen. I have to learn every day. I have to work every day. And I have to play every day. I have to have all these factors for me to feel complete. And for me, feeling complete is a better spiritual connect than anything else. Because if I'm at peace here, I know I connect better to myself. So that's that.
0: Wow, that's that's very profound. You know, when you actually explain that because I was just thinking about me for a moment, is that you're absolutely right that we just work. We work, even when we go out, we work, like either on the phone or in the head. Even while I'm playing, I'm working because I'm not. So you're, you're absolutely right because that, that sort of, and that's what I think would be the best case is that your mind is in such a state that, you know, when you're studying, you're studying. And when you are working, you are working. And when you are playing, you are playing. So that, And it also gives the satisfaction because then you will have reasonable result because most of the time we don't. That's that's very profound. I am going to cut that snippet and I am going <laughs> to give it to my group.
1: <laughs> well, think of it now, Think of the time when we were kids. When we were kids, the best time of our day was after school when you weren't playing. Whether it's cricket, whether it's football, whether it's taking a ball and hitting a friend, whether it's just sitting down and swatting flies. It didn't matter. That play part was the most essential as we were kids. But then when we connected the concept that without work, you can't earn money. Without money, you can't have a good life. We just bullshitted ourselves so much on that. We just gave so much of bullshit and every central focus came at work. Today, people don't look at learning. I've got a degree. So I'll work on that degree. But what about learning about yourself? I am a CA by qualification. But that's not my profession because I don't profess on that. That's a qualification I've got. Right? I profess today on values of life. I profess today on impacting people's life. And why do we say that people are stuck in a 9 to 5 rut? Because they don't like doing it. Those people who love a job. Like I love what I work with. I love what I work with. Right? So I love my job. I learn a lot. And I ensure I play like the one thing I try when I tell everyone in Team Dave Gadwi also is you need to have short-term goals every quarter and you need to achieve them. Right? Like last, last quarter, me and my wife and my son, we were in go on a vacation. Uh, after two weeks, exactly two weeks from now, we are going to be on another three-day vacation in a five-star resort in Dubai. Right? And I know by the year end, I've decided my third goal for the year is to buy a car because if you don't reward yourself... What's the point of living if you can't play and can't reward yourself? All work, no play makes Jack a dull boy. We've heard this a thousand times, but where's the play? Where is the concept of living? Like I tell people, go for a massage. Ensure that you pamper yourself. If you don't, then how are you going to actually give better output? How will you give a better output if you don't look for the result? Just imagine if you went for an examination and you were told, we will not give the results. Why would you write the exam? Right? If we were trained that if you write an exam, you won't get a job. We all run for a job because that exam and the degree comes into play. But if there's no result associated, then it's just running on the treadmill. You're doing nothing. You're just running, running, running and one funder, you're dead. So you got to learn. You got to have an output of work and you got to play. 40, 40, 20. 40% learn, 40% play. I and mean, work and 20% play. That's got to happen. Otherwise, your work is gonna be mundane. And honestly, I thank Dave Gadwi a lot, Dave, for pushing this concept of learning. If it wasn't for him, probably I wouldn't have ventured new things and I wouldn't have made myself and made a decision of being a lifelong student. Wow.
0: Wow. I mean, it's so, so very interesting because that's exactly one of the things I always ask. When I say people, hi, my name is Amit Khanna. So can you introduce yourself? And people always say their profession. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not you. (laughs) Because you're not a project manager by life, right? You're something. The problem is that most of the people do not know what they are once you remove that designation out of them. And uh, that's that's really really fantastic. When you said that you know, people work and they forget everything. They they're trained like that. You know, I guess that's the whole problem that they are. We are trained in a way that get up, go to school, study hard, get to work, and live. And then yeah, of course you're gonna die at the end. <laughs> uh, I have one comment here. Let me share. And Karan Singh Saluja says, "Awesome." Thanks, Karan.
1: Thanks, Karan.
0: So a lot of the comments uh, that are generally posted, just an FYI uh, mail to you and all the users that, you know, StreamYard actually picks up which ones to share. OK, <laughs> so StreamYard actually stay here, can't post comments to some destination. So and so, that's that's always a problem. Because I keep hearing from other time, you know, that, hey, I commented, why didn't you showcase? I said, yeah, I'm sorry, I don't see that. But fantastic. now. Uh with that, we are almost at the tail end of uh, the show. And I want to ask one question that I asked. This is a common question. This is the only question that I ask to all my guests is that, do you, Mayul, do you find that, you know, sharing stories are valuable? Do you think that stories can impact?
1: 5,000 million billion percentage, like my son says, when I ask him anything, he says 1 million trillion times. So stories are the only thing that impact. We as human beings are nothing without stories that we learn from. I mean, today, if anyone has to learn anything, it has to come through a story. No education system of ours is built without a story. Nothing big can be learned without a story. Right? And it's stories only of us, man. So 100% stories impact. And I'm actually very thankful, Amit, that you're thinking of doing this. Because, you know, sometimes not sometimes every human being every time has a story but the only thing is they always think that what's there in my story but every story can impact right and it just needs a platform where people can come and talk their heart not give gyan just talk of what they've gone through and what they've changed so i think that impacts and i think the, the only way people can learn is from those people who've gone through that journey and who changed themselves. Like today, the nutritionist I have, she is someone who was obese. She lost her weight by doing nutrition on her own. And she's a nutritionist, qualified nutritionist. So today I'm going to her because her story impacted me. When I saw her story, when I saw that change, that impacted me. Today, if you tell me to go someone who's very top and who's obese himself, I will not go. Because he's not got story to back up what he's talking of. Right? So... Uh, of course, I Amit, stories impact big time.
0: Fantastic. You're, you're absolutely right that everyone has a story. It's just that they compare their stories to, I don't know, Bill Gates, Gary Vee <laughs> and they feel and in fact, you know, Bill Gates and Gary Vee might not have that powerful story that, you know, we common people have. Uh, it's just that uh, and that's one of the core reasons that, you know, I thought I'll, I'll raise this platform and get you all wonderful people to share it. So thank you very much, Mehul. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you. And now to my lovely viewers, if you want to connect with mehul you know, understand more and know his journey a little more better, you know, connect with him on the YouTube. The link of the YouTube is already present in all the three platforms that is Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. You can of course ping him, he's tagged there, just connect with him. I'm sure he'll be happy to connect with you and you know talk about anything that you want to ask with respect to his story and what he's doing right now and on the mission to help billion people with Dave Kadvi. So yeah. connect with him. And uh, for others who want to come onto my show and impact the way Mule did and all my other guests did, please just put a note to me and I'll connect back to you. And with that, Mehul, once again, thank you very much. Thank you so and, much. Uh, before I end it, let me tell you one thing uh, that, you know, uh, I know Mehul for close to a year now and he's been my mentor for almost six months. I mean, he's still my mentor. He will always be my mentor. But six months it was dedicated mentor. and. One thing I liked about Mehul, uh, among all the group of people, see, everyone is amazing. Okay, it's not about that. But the one thing that I liked about him is that he's very down to earth. He listens to you, understands you, and gives things from all the perspective. You know, it's not like just one side of the coin, right? So he'll take the topic and think from 360 degree and come back to you and sometimes you realize that oh you know what this could be the other way around so it's always nice and i always love to connect with him wherever i have any trouble <laughs> and he's been kind uh so thank you very much mule i wanted to make sure that i say that and uh god bless you god bless your family and uh, take care of yourself thank you very much once again
1: Thank you so much, Amit. Keep doing this great work. Keep impacting lives. And one fine day, I know your vision of impacting people through stories is going to happen. Keep on the good work. Push yourself to it. Focus on this. Thank you so
0: much. Thank you. God bless. God bless. Bye-bye.